This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Shake them ropes. Jeff Hawkins, Chris Novembrino back for another week of fun and hilarity and snark. Lots of snark. Uh, this week's show brought to you again by Manscaped and MyBookie.ag. More on them later. Chris, I spent the last 15 minutes of SmackDown in the Thunder Day. What was it like? Yeah. Well, you know, Tina Turner was singing, We Don't Need Another Hero. <laughs> and all we want is to be beyond Thunderdome. No, um, a little annoying. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, it, it's it's nice to be able to watch the match. And I like the feed of the commentary in my ears, as opposed to like on my speakers on my TV. It was very nice. But there there's an obvious producer in there who's just giving way too many stage directions. All right. Keep the energy up. Energy up. Let's see your booing. See your booing. Okay. We got the yes chance right now. Everybody do yes chance. You know, that kind of stuff. And it's really, it's, it's, it's a little bit of a detriment, but overall, you know, it, it's a cool way to watch. It, it's just one of those things where it's like, all right, dude, I'm sitting alone in my house and you want me to cheer. <laughs> it's just, you know, it's it, maybe it's an age thing. Like, you know, this is made for 13 year olds when their demo is 49 and over. But, it, you know, it was one of those things where it's like, it's kind of a cool experience, but at the same time, it's like, it's like being in a TV show and having somebody in your ear, yeah. you know, giving cues and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm surprised that there's still, when you told me you were going into the Thunderdome, I was surprised that they're still actually doing real humans in the Thunderdome. I just assumed that like they had gotten all the various panels they needed and had those stage directed in at this point. You know, you really don't need to have people in the Thunderdome. No, because they're already they already have the canned response in there and you can hear it because you can hear the, you know, okay, there's a this is awesome chant going. Everybody do your this is awesome stuff in on TV. You know, there's a yes chant that, you know, button number two. Yeah. Yes. Dot wave is going on in the Thunderdome and they want you to do it along with it, which is weird because they also want to have access to your microphone. And I'm like, they're not piping us in. I don't think. They're just using the canned noise and stuff, but you know it's it's an interesting to, way to watch wrestling. I'll give it that much. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's certainly interesting to have some firsthand reporting on it because yeah, just it, this process strikes me as strange this far into the game. It just seems like why not have the audio cues because they're pipe. Your point, piping in the audio. Why not just have video that corresponds with the audio? so that you're getting the response you want at the time you want it, at the intensity you want it. Like, this show is so heavily produced at this point and not really allowing for organic, meaningful audience feedback. Just get, just program in the response you want then. Uh, we're on video and giving you all the responses you want as well over at the Voices of Wrestling YouTube channel. Uh <laughs> I upload this every week. It's the easiest upload I do every week <laughs> compared yeah, no, to the I find audio. Yeah, I the video upload for Don't Worry About the Government to be the easy part and like the hard part's the audio. 
Yeah, and uh, I am now a year older. Thank you for those of you who uh, sent birthday wishes. Chris did not, but that's okay. Oh, 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 okay. So we're bringing that up on air. We're bringing that up on air. I actually had like a, like a, like a heartfelt moment with you prior to the show, but like, okay. No, no, that's... That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> Sorry. No, uh, no, it's fine. No, no, it's, it's your bir- no, it's your birthday, so it's okay. I'm fine with it because it's your bir- you're one year older. Happy birthday, oh, I, Jeff. I'm too damn. You're a, I'm you, too you're damn. a valued friend. I appreciate no. our time together every week. <laughs> I'm yeah. Too damn old. I'm too damn old to be doing wrestling podcasts. I think. I, it's, Apparently it, I not. Think, you're still here. Uh, I'm still here. Well, you know, find another, you know, you and Cody could do this podcast. And oh, just Cody leave, yeah. big leagues me all the time. Cody, As well know, he Cody's like, I have a very busy schedule. Yeah, all right. Yeah, sure. he has a life. Probably, you know, you know doing dungeons and what, whatever. And <laughs> oh, 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 no. If you want to complain about Chris's hatred of Dungeons and Dragons, you can tweet him at DWATG. Roll a 20-sided dice before <laughs> tweeting. Yeah, yeah. Roll for, uh, what, what do they call it? Priority initiative Dex, or some shit? De- initiative. You know, Roll for initiative. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Whatever it is. Roll for well, All right. Now, Hawkins. Hawkins. I need you to be very quiet right now for a change. Because okay. you're always talking. I just need you to bring. Yeah, you, you know what I'm talking about. Bring it down. Bring it down. Listen. Can you hear it? No. Okay. Well, all right, all right. So, this is the Gibson Les Paul. It is known for its sustain. You, they, they say you can just you can play a note and you can just hold it, and and and, and the sustain just lasts forever. Okay. Yeah, you just you just hold it. Can you hear it? No. But you could. It, it, I, yeah, but, 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 you know, that's from Spinal Tap. You said you only saw that movie once. I, and I saw it like about 10 years ago. Yeah. For the first time. I, you know, I finally I, get I, this I, Les I, Paul. I get this Les Paul and I finally get to do the, I had the sustain joke and like you, you take, take all the no, joy I, of living from me. Look at this Les Paul. Hawkins. I, I at, told you, look, I told you this week that Spinal Tap is kind of a blind spot in my comedy knowledge because I just never was that interested in watching it, to be honest with you. Because I'm not a big Rob Reiner guy, to be honest. But it was just, it was also it's just... A, it's a movie about politics. Or no, it's a movie about music. It's not about, pol- it's not yeah. about Reiner's no, politics. No, 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 no. I, no, I don't like Rob Reiner as a filmmaker. But it, it, but it's also, it was just one of those things where I never got around to it. I, I Somebody actually bought it for me and I never got around to it. And I don't know why. It's just, it's a movie that's, a, everybody has a movie that everybody else has seen, but it's a blind spot to you. What's yours? So I can do references to it. Um, no, I've seen every movie. <laughs> uh, okay, fine. Fine. I'll, I'll figure out. I, I had a lot of free time in my 20s. You have a well, you have a lot of free time now. That's how apparently. I keep up with all the new movies. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen new movies uh, along the way. But uh, anyways, getting to our news. Turner Broadcasting in the NHL announced a deal on April 27th, which is which had been rumored. Seven-year contract that includes games on TBS, TNT, Bleacher Report, and HBO Max. Now, this is going to be interesting because hockey... 
on ESPN is ratings death, which is, and on talk radio is ratings death. And I think AEW has better ratings than anything the, the NHL would get for the playoffs or for a regular season game. Uh, we will see if they have to move things around, but it's also interesting because it was assumed that NBC universal was going to get this deal. And that's one of the reasons why NXT was moving to Tuesdays to give the when the usual Wednesday night on the former NBC sports hockey game of the week to USA. Anything well, going to be, a, it's going to be an interesting decision time then for people in WWE land, because you've had a, just an interesting sample of ratings from AEW over the last two weeks is the real AEW the one above what we have referred to as the Mendoza line of like 1 million or is the real AEW something closer to the numbers that we saw AEW bring in this week um which was under a million um, 835,000 yeah but right. that was that, but that, that was also against Biden ratings yeah. juggernaut Joe Biden yeah i i mean I mean, it's still, it's still sufficient enough. I mean, even though, even though it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the usual because first year presidents don't do state of the unions. They do an address to Congress. Yeah. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't, but I mean, it wasn't, I mean, 2 million more people watched Biden than watched the Academy Awards, which had its worst year ever as well, but it was sufficient enough. Yeah. The civic minded audience of AEW, Dynamite. Yeah, how do you do, how I do, guess. You do in numbers? I like. I actually don't know. Uh, Eleven million. Okay. I, I mean, it might. It might have nibbled on the margins of the AEW fan, um, but you still would hope for them to be. I don't know. Cl- closer to like just shy of a million rather than back down into the eight hundreds. Um, right. Especially because they were like at like what one point one point almost like one point one. Well, Last NXT week? didn't set the world on fire either because No, I'm not I'm not defending um and no, what I'm I'm bringing up AEW's ratings not as a like dunk on AEW. What I'm bringing up is if NXT goes back against AEW again they in won't. their in their heat I think position, they're done. I think they're done doing that because they're just they'd get killed at this point, I think. I, I yeah, do. I, I think, think this is I, I think so. I mean, the only reason you do that is because I, NXT stinks right now, and so it's maybe best function for WWE as a broader ecosystem is as a heat sink to AEW. NXT was down about a hundred thousand as well, seven hundred forty-four thousand viewers. AEW has AEW is going to have another problem in the next month, month and a half because the NBA playoffs, and they're going to be moving all over the place to accommodate those. Oh man, yeah, so. Man, so they had this great show not that long ago, and they had like Shaq, and they like they had this big ratings pop, but now they're in this. Now they're in a schedule that basically makes it impossible to gain momentum. So AEW's best hope right now, if you're getting moved around constantly for the NBA playoffs, yeah, 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 yeah I'm, you know, how are you going to pick up ratings from week to week? Um, people need to have ritual. People need to know to tune in on Wednesday nights at a set time. If you've got a really hot product, um, then people need to come back week to week. You don't want to be searching. I remember that used to happen a little bit with WCW and like a little bit 
ever so slightly with like Monday Night Raw when the Westminster Dog Show and like other stuff used to preempt uh, Monday Night Raw back in the day. Do you remember <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, well, I, I think the Westminster Dog Show was the only thing that would definitely preempt it. I think there was one time when the U.S. Open may yeah. have done yes. it. Yes, yeah, definitely. I remember the U.S. The, Open as well. But it would be like you'd see the ratings for Raw and then they'd put the dog show on it. The dog show would like triple the number and you'd be like, damn, USA, just put a dog show on every week. <laughs> People like dog shows. Um, do. Yeah, yeah, no, but I, I think when you're trying to build like a ratings momentum, what they need is like eight to 12 weeks where they are on at the same time, same channel every week. Uh, and it seems like this current schedule coming up here with the NBA playoffs is going to make that a little tricky. Uh, NXT UK has canceled the takeover that was scheduled for Sunday, June 20th, 2021 NXT UK Dublin. Uh, I think that's a pretty wise move. Yeah, sure. Uh, sure. Um, no, the, the global yeah. numbers for the pandemic are, you know, at at current all time highs. Um, it's just like less in the United States, but it, it's certainly yes. affecting a number of different countries, you know, overseas and that sort of thing. So, uh, running a show in the United Kingdom right now is just not tenable. Uh, a little bit about last week's news. This from the Wrestling Observer. The day after John Cone was relieved of his duties in talent relations. Decision was rescinded and he was put back in his same position and is actually higher up on the totem pole because of those in the department who were let go. He was never let go as he was going to stay with the company and remain a referee either way. Also, kind of newsworthy, Jason Jordan has been promoted to lead producer, the role formerly held by John Laurinaitis before he was moved back to talent relations. Adam Pierce is now director of live events, which means he'll be overseeing house shows, which means house shows are coming back, I guess. Michael Hayes used to be in that position. Interesting. Um, These are, this is not the big, the big news of the week uh, in personnel that I was thinking of Uh, the Drake Wirtz situation. Has anything official been done on that? I don't know. anything official has been done on that, but I mean, I think something's probably going to come down at some point here. I, I think they're keeping Drake because he's too good of a ref. (laughs) I just, it's, I mean, they've, suspended him before well he's been you know i mean this here's what i think is happening um he has been sort of quietly demoted um i i think that his uh political activism is spilling into the workplace um and i think that that is and i think what we saw this week in the city council for those of you who are not familiar with this there is an incident this week where Drake um, Wirtz called into the Jacksonville City Council. Am I correct? Jacksonville? Yes, I believe yeah, so. Yeah, it's, like, it's like the Jacksonville County Commission um, against a mask mandate saying that masks are um, bad for children and help enable uh, sex traffickers to smuggle children using masks. And he was basically some some stuff that... People he had a bit of a breakdown during that, as yeah. I recall, too. That, well, yeah, you know, that also the... happened. And, and and see what I think is happening. And, and this is why I, I bring it up and why I do think something is going to occur. Is that I think that this has been spilling. Also, he was wearing an NXT t-shirt while doing this. Um, which I think is mm. another part where this becomes very hard for the employer to ignore. I think that this has been spilling into his professional life. I think that's why he got demoted. I, I think you can kind of see like a, a trend line here of... 
Drake's political <laughs> activism on this stuff uh, is, is he's not able to separate from his professional life anymore. And that happens sometimes, but then companies, you know, usually part ways with, ways with those people. Andrade El Idolo, which is going to be his new name uh, until signed by another company, versus Alberto El Patron has been announced for a July 31st show in McAllen, Texas, where my parents used to live. That also includes the former Primo, Epico, and Kalisto. Most people's 90 days is up over after July 14th, I believe it is. El Idolo can work now, and I believe he's working a, a Mexican promotion, but don't quote me on that. But really, your first <laughs> big match back, I have, I have no love for Alberto El Patron. That's a guy who has gotten every chance in the book and has now shown himself to be kind of a scumbag. Kind and of. I, just, just, just like slightly. I'm trying to temper it because no, I don't. I mean, want... <laughs> the dude was born on third base. Thought he hit a triple. Um, yes. Totally underperformed in his WWE career. Yes, like some of it was not great, but like he didn't do himself any favors in a number of different situations during the negotiations. He got brought into Lucha Underground. Was hard to work with for the Lucha Underground producers. He then, you know, decided he wanted to do the AAA thing. He was paying the ass in AAA. Like, everywhere this guy has gone, he's acted like he's just, like, some great world champion. And I've seen this guy have three and a half to four star matches at peak. Like, like he never had, like, this razzle-dazzler for me where I was like, oh, man, this guy, Alberto Del Rio, he's really got it going. Uh, I thought he was probably the most compelling when he was sort of doing the babyface character yes. thing. Yeah, like, yeah that, that was probably the best iteration of him. Um, the heel stuff was largely propped up by uh, the other guy, the the announcer dude, uh, Rodriguez. Um, uh, Roberto Rodriguez. R- R- yeah, Roberto Rodriguez. I thought really was kind of like propping Albert, up. Albert, is it? No, it's Rob- R- yeah, it's Ricardo. Yeah. Was it Ricardo. Ricardo, Rodriguez? thank you. Yeah. 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 I should so, know like, that. I, you know, I, Del Rio exists. Um, and he's always been like this real middling dude. And I, and I just don't see, I see no urgent need to, uh, you know, I, I, was he canceled? I don't know. But like, like, let's use the word uncanceled. I see no reason to uncancel uh, this dude. Yeah. Being difficult doesn't make you a scumbag. I was thinking more of the extracurricular stuff that he was known for the page stuff. The Yeah. No, but that's on top of it. Right. So like he's yeah. a hard guy to work with and he's also like an extracurricular jerk. So, look, I will, jerk. I will bet that that show gets canceled because they're trying to hold him up for money. I, I will bet that I just, it's, uh, that's well, okay. Wanna... So, like, we can play the game of like, does he actually make the show? Because, like, you know, in a fantasy world where every one of these people you named off actually showed up and turned in a good performance, this would be a jammer of a show. On like, for like a low level indie lucha show, like, you know, Primo and Epico are still pretty decent. Like, uh, what's his name? Uh, 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 the other one, uh, Callisto. Callisto's good. Sa- uh, Samur- Samurai Del Sol. He'll probably go back yeah. to that. Samurai Del yeah, Sol you is know, awesome. Like, you know, like this. This is actually a pretty good indie show. It's just like I don't know that I expect <laughs> Del Rio to make it. Yeah, I. Yeah, I. <laughs> who knows if he wants to wrestle anymore? That's that's the other thing. Is like he. I don't think he, he was exactly the hardest. He he does it because that's the only way he knows how to make money. It's not like this guy's gonna yeah. get into insurance. 
want that. State Farm representative Alberto Del Rio. Yeah, he breaks your arm and goes, well, fortunately, it's insured. He's bilingual. We could have him open up an office. The State Farm does the same thing WWE does. <laughs> Look at him. He's tall. He's good looking. Let's give him a brokerage. That's you know, uh, <laughs> the tall, good looking thing. I when I worked in an insurance company, they definitely promoted one dude specifically because he was tall and good looking. It looks good in the pictures. He yeah, looks you good know, in the he, promotional he looks photos. Like a manager. Yeah, well, that's that's got management material written all over it, right there. That's just a that's just a stand up guy. And meanwhile, there's that dude who's just grinding, and it's like I got my nose to the grindstone. I don't complain. I'll be seen. What? No. <laughs> We don't want to lose that guy's productivity. Let's promote Alberto Del Rio to sell life insurance and flood insurance in the in the Rio Grande. Every time he drives up, that catchy theme song of his plays in the background. <laughs> oh no, no! What they do is they uh, <laughs> they rent the expensive cars just like WWE used to. And he comes driving along in his. Uh, <laughs> oh, look, Alberto came to work today that, in a that Lamborghini. That was the best part about Del Rio's whole oeuvre in WWE. So he had like a great theme song, like in, in an era where like not, most people didn't have a very good one. Like Del Rio's theme song was actually pretty dope. Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed it. I, uh, Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, some good stuff this week. Uh, I, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want some you to good, think wait, that the whoa, entire whoa, whoa, some good stuff this week. Some, yeah, there was some, with, with I her. mean the Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns. Okay. Eva Valkyrie versus Mako Satamura was quite good. Okay, so the second half of the week made up for the the atrocious oh, first half. Oh, Raw, Raw was Raw was was ter- terrible. Raw it was, was it, ju- like it was it was bad. It was very bad in like a uniquely different way. Like I couldn't how? even arrive. How was at- it uniquely? How was it uniquely terrible? It's as about opposed my to- emotional state. It's not about what was it, it this because what was on the screen. Like if we, as we'll go through it on the merits here. Like what was on the screen was not novel, but like the the feeling that I had at the end of this show. Like and, and I watched it sans commercials. I felt like I had been robbed of an hour and forty two minutes, and like. I, I was actively waiting around the hour mark. Again, this is without commercials for this show to end. I'm like sitting here watching this and going like, how much more of this is left? And like, actually like head in hand, like staring at the TV, just waiting for it to come to its like piddling conclusion. This was just like a very bad show. Um, they've had a spate of those and I, and it's showing in the ratings too. I don't think like it is catching up to them. It, I mean, it has been catching up to them long term too, um, but but I do think you're starting to see like a little bit tighter of a correlation too. Before I get into that, let let's do a read and then I'll I'll uh, I'll, I'll respond because you're right, <laughs> naturally you're correct. But uh, let's talk about our sponsors, my bookie, racehorse or workhorse. Between the NFL draft and the Kentucky Derby, there is no shortage of odds, props, and horses to take advantage of and win cash at mybookie.ag. Kentucky Derby Saturday. It's awesome. I've been to one. It's quite a lot of fun. Predict who will go first or last in the draft and everything in between. Tons of props, tons of value, and it's all available at your fingertips now. Will it be Trevor Lawrence or Zach Wilson to the Jags? 
Spoiler, it was Trevor Lawrence. If you got a feeling, you can cash in on this and more at my bookie. Make sure you hit up the website on May 1st, that's tomorrow, for some freebies because they're celebrating the 2021 Kentucky Derby with a host of free games, spins, and chips available throughout the day in the MyBookie Casino. Whether you're looking for a legit blackjack experience fit with live dealers or just looking to bet on the next big event, there's only one place to do it, and that's MyBookie. Sign up now with our promo code ROPES. To get your first deposit and matched up to $1,000, use our promo code R-O-P-E-S to get a free deposit bonus and start your day off with a win. It's always good to start your day off with a win. It's rare that I get to start my day off with a win. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie, mybookie.ag. Once again, code ROPES, R-O-P-E-S. And now Raw Talk. Yes. it. I When it started off with the two big men bickering and you just knew there was a can I coexist angle coming Braun being kind of a jerk (laughs) drew being a stupid baby face you know it's all these you know they only have three plays really they have the they have the two-on-one match they have the tag team partners who can't get along and What's yeah, the, the other two one? Guys, the two guys who can't get along go up against the tag team champions and maybe beat them. Yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah, but, outcome but always, doesn't really yeah. matter. Um, no, I, I think what angers me the most about WWE Project and what like, leaves me with like the low, the low level of anger. Like I'm actually angry. It's not like a, I'm gonna punch you, buddy. Sort of anger. It's like a, like I feel cheated. But like what it is is that what that cheat feeling is, is WWE wrestling is supposed to be a place where anything can happen. And WWE television right now, especially blue and red brand, but, but also really NXT at this point is a place where, you know, exactly what is going to happen next. And it's contra to the fundamental energy of what makes it's kind of what makes AEW exciting. They sort of use certain tropes like the aftermath, like aftermatch, aftermath, uh, a little too often here. But yeah. at least AEW attempts to make wrestling sometimes feel like a place where anything can happen. And you never get that vibe on WWE television. And you even get that when they attempt to do a pull apart once a year. Uh, they only do it once a year. And when they do it, like everyone does it in this super rote way, like there's no sense of chaos. It's like, Undertaker here comes the down. security guys. Uh, they yeah. break free and they jump over the other security guys. Cause our security guys are inept. Yeah. Yeah. I, no, it's, I, this it's raw dumb. was just up. It was a bad show from beginning to end. There wasn't anything. Comp- we have, we have two Bechdel characters now involved in this Nia Jackson. Cause we now have, uh, Angel Garza involved in it for the love of Nia Jax. No, uh, <laughs> no. And, and like the increasing fascination of like who this company chooses to write through, like Nia, like putting so much plot through Nia Jax. She's really their favorite other than Charlotte. Like she's their favorite character to write for. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. The Charlotte, the Charlotte Sonia thing wasn't good. I didn't no. think. No. Yeah, and 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 also just now Sonya's gonna. We're getting heel GM. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, 
Damn and, it. Which is going to take this show, this show which stinks, it's going to make this show that stinks worse. And the Because all the, about, heat's, all the heat's going to be on her for every decision made. And, oh, look and, how she's screwing what, the baby faces. What's the problem faces. with female heel GM? Uh, misogyny? Well, okay, so you have that. That is no. That's a good. That's a good. That's a good point too. But like, I, was I, I thinking, did. I, I wasn't. I wasn't. I didn't know your no, answer, so I took. No, the no. Guess. I was thinking comeuppance. Like it, it's sort of the flip side of that. But like, how do you really actually usurp the power? I was like Stone Cold Steve Austin. If that's the whole point, you do heel GM. Stone Cold is gonna what? Come out and stun beautiful Sonya Deville? Oh yeah, that's that's gonna get over the baby uh, face. Sh- Oh, we're getting Stone Cold Mandy Rose. And Mandy Rose is going right, to come yeah, down. Yeah, she's going yeah, yeah, yeah. to slip, slip on the ramp. <laughs> Get oh, that I, right. I, and that's the other thing. I don't think so based off of, uh, you know, Mickey James's comments oh, this week Lord. about not doing a woman's television show. And so, the to your point, the answer, if you are going to do heel Sonya Deville as GM, which I do think they're going to do, the way out of that would be to build up a really strong female babyface character. Like, this is just kind of, like, playing with it here. Bianca Belair's opportunity to really, like, you know, usurp, you know, become, like, the main babyface in the company. Eh, just run with it, right? Well, like, I, I, thought Rhea, I thought Rhea Ripley might be a babyface, but it turns out... <laughs> <laughs> right, or, or Rhea Ripley, Rhea Ripley would be another good one where, like, Rhea keeps getting Sonya Deville upset and everything like that. Actually, it would be a fun visual juxtaposition and would make some sense. But, like, you would have to But she's to a have... heel right now, which I didn't expect, again, in this six-woman six tag on, on this Raw show. But she this was company also Nia... doesn't believe that women can deliver like that. I mean, yeah. that, that's that's sort of Mickey James's point about, like, why wouldn't they give them a one-hour show? Which is the thing I wanted, a thing at the time when you and I used to talk about other people did not want because they thought it would be diminishing the women, but, like, even the women wanted it. Uh, but this company does not believe in the women like that, so... Which is a, which is a no, shame. No, they have like, like it's, they have it's one story. Women. They have one story for the women that is all women hate each other. Yes. And that's that's the story that they tell. I mean, that's the story they're telling with Charlotte and Rhea and Oscar right now. Because you can't tell who's who. don't even really know how to build. No, like even Bianca. Like Bianca is sort of really only yeah. exists in so far as she doesn't like other people. Um, she's the like, EST. I'm the EST. Yeah, I'm the EST. I'm the EST. And, no, and, like yeah. all of them have bravado. Like they're strong because they have bravado or whatever. And mm-hmm. they all don't like each other. And like that's the whole that's the whole thing. Um, yeah. No, they they don't build up baby faces like that. This company does not believe in women talent like that. So, like, I think Sonya Deville as a heel GM will ultimately be a mistake because, like, the only way you'll ever get comeuppance on her is to have, like, whoever her heavies are get defeated. And that's always so unsatisfying because if, like, yeah. the mastermind keeps getting away, it doesn't matter how big or how menacing or how impressive the heavies were at that time. Like when the big boss gets away, like it doesn't mean anything. who's going to be yeah, who's going to be the talent that are her heavies. That's the, that's a good question that we haven't considered. Like who in this company has the heft to be <laughs> the Harris brothers. You, you know, you know, who it is. you know, you know who it is. You know who it is. Baron Corbin. <laughs> no, who? You know who it is. Say no, it. tell me. Say, say I, I don't say know. Say I, don't, I don't know who you're thinking say of. It. I don't it's know who Jack. you're thinking of. It's Slapjack. No. 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 
We're sending Slapjack to NXT UK to replace Joseph Connors. That's that's what we're doing. No, no, that's we're not. He he's, he's gonna be. He's gonna get a major push. We're getting the Sony three-way Deville's dance heavy. between Reggie, yeah, he's gonna be, he's gonna Angel be Garza, tough. and he's Slapjack. Gonna like, he's gonna be like. A, he's gonna be like an assassin. He's gonna be an assassin. Yeah, like James Tugs. Slapjack. Da 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 slapjack. Yes, yes. He needs the hockey mask and, and the Irish thing. Da 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 da. Oh dear. You know the old Cesaro entrance that, that he had too. Oh dear God. They already that have the music for this. It writes itself. Hold on. No, no, you can't because Slapjack's now a SmackDown guy. Uh, it is going to be Slapjack down. <laughs> I got. I got. I, oh. Get at me, writers. I can fix this program. I've already been in the DMs of a couple going. Chris has three volumes of slapjack ideas he'd like to present to you they right just now. Come to me. It's <laughs> this guy is such a strong narrative vehicle. The response. The exact response was, "Oh dear God, no." <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. Um. Anything else of note on this Raw that I can't think of? Because it was just all about getting Braun in this stupid match. And it was just... If you had to recap this whole show, right? Like, it was Braun now in match. Nia falls. It's funny because she looks the way she does. That's the yes. whole show. Yeah. Braun was stupid. <laughs> which we're just all about, oh, already overwriting that. Oh, Shane oh the story. Braun and Drew dynamic is obnoxious. The listen here yes. kid stuff sucks. Uh, like, uh, them, uh, like what else? What else happened? Did Mason T Bar? Uh, d- they did actually win by countout. Thank God. Like those. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like that was at least. It was better than them losing, right? Um, and then I'm. Trying to see if there's well, no, no, didn't didn't uh, didn't Braun slam Drew and then they got the pin? No, is they, that well, oh they, no? It was, okay. it was a countout thing. It was like a okay, yeah, they, yeah, they lost right. by, and then they, they then they fought each other after the match. Uh, the only Lord. positive thing on this show is RK Bro. Um, the Randy Orton, and Randy Orton, Matt Riddle, especially if they do a more subdued stonery Matt Riddle rather than like the hyper, you know, like the way overbearing, like there's a little bit of a charm with Randy Orton and Matt Riddle. Although, honestly, I like them more, you know, facing off with one another. So, like, that's, that's I'm trying to think of anything positive to say about that show. The RK Bro I, I, is the only I howled at I howled at the co- comedic li- the, the Earth, d- delivery of what what planet are you from? Earth. <laughs> Just immediately, Earth. That was good. That was yeah, very I thought, funny. I, thought I, I liked the match, but overall, you know, the 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 uh, the histrionics of Randy after after you know Riddle celebrating and so that just uh, yeah, it was a little. All I'll tell you was okay. Was the uh, Umberto Carrillo Sheamus interaction? Sure I, sure, I I liked it, but I I don't see it going anywhere. I think it's gonna be they, and now Umberto's really going for the match, title. Though. Yeah, yes. I, I, like that match of backlash will probably over deliver. So though, like that, that's that's a match of backlash I'm looking forward to. Um, and, and I guess like, whatever the RK Bro stuff is, but like the, the uh, other dude Braun Strowman done with him, Drew McIntyre his character like 
they have that one note. They have that one tone that they do with Drew McIntyre. He does that one promo. And it's good the first time you hear that, it. And that kind of weird, cocky, and it's self-deprecating. Sort of yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what, what am I going to do now this week? I, I bet you you're going to go this. I, and I know you're going to do that. And like he's sort of like too aware uh, and too meta. Um, and it, like there's a lack of earnestness. For McIntyre's yes. character, yes. for him that keeps him from being a real baby face, like like the best, uh, you know, not to be well versed in the history here, but like you know, when I think of like what made sort of those '80s baby faces, like what we think of as classic baby faces, like they're earnest, man, like they're feeling it in the camera, like they really want. I'm it. doing and this for the people. I'm doing you it know, for not- the people. Like I'm doing it for my mother. I love her so much. Um, like, like I, you know, I'm doing this for my little baby boy because I want him to be able to look at his dad and he's a champion. Like, like there's just like a level of like earnest non meta ness and McIntyre's character's not really earnest, and he's super like he's halfway to saying, "Oh, I know I'm in a television show this week." But like, and he I'm loves the company. Best. I love this company. Yeah. I love working for this company. Right, like yeah, right, and and it's a company, not a sport. Um, which is a small point of distinction, but I think it matters. Uh, like it, the company thing moves you closer to the meta commentary stuff. You know who hates his mother is Slapjack. That's not true. That's not. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Everything. I, I don't. <laughs> I'm going to host these meetings from now on, so that when you do something dumb like that, I can mute you for five minutes. What? Okay, mm-hmm. that's fine. Mm-hmm. You 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 can also produce this show and. Clip the audio. From oh, I'm gonna pro- I'll, I'll produce it. I'll produce you right out of it, Buster. You keep That's it up. That's fine. I, I yeah. need the day off. Um, Subject rules. Uh, and and the <laughs> the other problem is if you are a com- WWE completist, as as all podcasters are, I guess I don't know. Oh yeah, you got you got to do them all. I like to think of them as Pokemon, and if you don't catch them all, it's sort of stupid. And what's the point of living? But Tuesday, they're doing they're doing meta commentary on the can they coexist stories that they always run with the Drake, Killian Dane thing. And now I liked the first few beats of this NXT. I liked I liked the Drake Killian uh, Dane thing was like a way better version of this though than they normally yes, do. Like, yes, like this, this no, is a, I agree. like this was actually like a different twist. I mean, they do this to your point. They do it a lot, but like this was like totally different and. I liked it, and I liked the test of friendship thing. And the French, because they were going to lose the match, what was important here is winning for them was staying together as a team. Like, the win the win for the team was that they stayed as a unit. Yeah, the uh, Alexander Wolf Imperium story, uh, the tension there, I... Unless... The, the only way it would save it for me in terms of a story choice is if Alexander Wolf said, I wouldn't use the chair because it's not sacred to the mat, like keeping in the Imperium theme type of thing, as opposed to this. My thing is, I think they're just going to team those two and they're going to break Wolf off from Imperium. I, I do. Uh, we're bringing back Sandy with uh, Drake Maverick leading Sandy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that theme. I like that. And then Nikki Cross can join too. She ain't doing nothing. Yeah. Ah, no, uh, br- bring it back. No, um, I don't hate it. Here's why. 
Imperium does the whole the mat is sacred thing. They they try to feign like they have honor or whatever. Here is Alexander Wolf actually having some honor and not hitting his friend in the back with a chair while he's on the ground. And he's going to get penalized for this by the heel stable, who basically views kindness as weakness. Um, yeah. So I think it keeps the heels strong. Um, I do. I, what is disappointing, in my opinion, is that like it means that they may be abandoning ship on Drake Maverick and Dane in favor of Wolf and Dane. Yeah, and I, th- I, I think Drake Maverick's not long, or Drake Maverick joins Imperium, which would, which I just would also be. Stupid. I I don't think that you know. Oh, it, it, it's it's a to- but it's a total. The producers in the back who are all DX guys. Oh, let's put the, let's put the small guy in a in a sweatsuit <clears throat> type of thing, you know the visual joke kind of yeah. move. I could see that in this company. Um, yeah, I liked Dakota Kai and, and Mercedes Martinez. It's just I don't understand Raquel Gonzalez right now because she was total babyface last week and this week total heel, and it's just okay. So is 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 Martinez going to be babied a bit here? I I didn't understand it a little bit. Um, it, yeah, but it I like the weird. match. Well, it's also like they can't really decide what they're doing with Dakota Kai. Like, is yeah. Dakota a face? Is she a heel? Um, like, I think they're very into this Dakota turns on Raquel storyline. And it's a classic storyline. However, trying to deploy it in this current situation while you're going to still have Raquel have multiple title defenses. Yeah. It seems like a real problem. Like I, I honestly, the best scenario would be and this is like, not, not a great scenario would be like Dakota costs Raquel, the title, the Mercedes Martinez or something. And like, that is what sets off the feud It's like Raquel was this champion. And she loses it very quickly because of Dakota Kai. And now that's why they're feuding. Yeah, I liked that. I liked uh I liked most of the promos. I dug the the uh the Fantasma one, Legato del Fantasma one into the camera. There are a lot of into the camera promos this week that I kind of dug. Um MSK still stinks. I uh MSK, I, I, yeah. yeah. I, I just I don't like I don't they're, they're that try hard kind of fun that you don't want to see. Just two cool hey, dudes dude. having a really cool time. Hey, man, what's this? We have a lot of fun. We're Ninja Turtles. Hey, dude, Kawabunga. Let's eat pizza and, you know, when hang with Splinter. The, when you're a kid, he's the adult who's come into the room and is like, trying to be a kid like one of y'all. Whoa, that's totally cool. What are you guys saying? Wiggity whack? Yeah, I'm down with that. Absolutely. You see MTV last night? Cool. Do you have the rundown of NXT in front of you? Um, I do, I do. So when we're going through NXT, we began the show with Mercedes Martinez defeating Dakota Kai uh, okay. with Raquel Gonzalez via disqualification after like the uh, fighting with uh, Raquel and Mercedes Martinez, and yeah, it was, Raquel like went way too far with that beatdown at the end, and like it really babied. Mercedes Martinez. Yeah. Yeah. Like it it would, it would have been one thing if Mercedes was coming out here as a heel and like beating down Dakota Kai as the little friend and making it like a mission, like a mission statement essentially to Raquel. Like, like it, like what would be like 
impactful um, and actually could be the, an inflection point for a number of things. Is if, like, Mercedes, like, lights out Dakota Kai with, like, one big kick. Dakota, like, runs in and gets just, like, knocked out. Um, and so then whenever Dakota's, you know, barking and talking about how tough she is, we still have this one moment where she got, like, completely clowned by Mercedes Martinez. And that's always in the back of the head, Ra- Raquel Gonzalez's thing. And we've also now built up Mercedes Martinez as a credible challenger to Raquel Gonzalez because she just lights out uh, Dakota Kai in one big kick. And, and instead, you got this. And, I, I mean, after Raquel clowns Mercedes Martinez in the outside, they're like, the, the worst part was when Mercedes just, like, kind of, like, flails that one arm punch into Raquel's, like, gut before Raquel <laughs> tosses her one last time against the glass like it's hockey. Um, I, no, I, I thought that this stunk for Mercedes Martinez, and... Uh, not a great build, and like they're really lost in deciding where they're going with Raquel Gonzalez and with Dakota Kai. I thought I thought her promo was good, though. I mean, and I'm here for the match, but yeah, th- this story within it was just, nah. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I think yeah, the match will be good. The match will be good. It's just the story stinks. Um, Cameron Grimes goes to the jewelry store. Let's just get to the punchline. Ted DiBiase shows up later on. Perfectly fine. Perfectly, Perfectly fine. acceptable comedy for 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 wrestling, and I thought it was it was it was kind of cool. Uh, Frankie Monet uh in uh backstage gives <laughs> Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart flowers, saying they're from Dexter Loomis as a way of getting into India Hartwell's head. You know, Jeff, you might not say it's a good storyline in the NXT Women's Division, but I'll give you this. They do more things than just women are arrogant and angry at each other. There's also whatever the hell this Frankie Monette stuff is. Although the Frankie Monette stuff is now derivative of the who's giving so-and-so the flowers that they did with Naya. It's, it's, uh, it's a kind true. of weird. It's true. Yeah. No, yeah, it's and, dumb. And Fra- this Frankie Monette's not light my world on fire. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, arrogant, classy one. I get it, but we already have, you know, a bougie one, so it's... Uh, and it's like, yeah. she doesn't even really come off as, like, classy. Like, yeah, like, yeah I, I, it, it's like she comes off almost as, like, South Dallas hipster, like, goes to brunch person. Like, yeah. It, I, 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 I don't have that reach of, uh, re- tell me more about the South Dallas brunch crowd. Like, because 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 we had we had Kyle O'Reilly playing the Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood oh, oh, let me, let me, brunch let's crowd talk about last cool week. Cool Kyle is a radical dude. Uh, totally tubular. Uh, he likes the Descendants this week. Great band. Um, what what a hip and interesting and gnarly fellow Cool Kyle is. Um, <laughs> what more can what more can I really say? Uh, next. <laughs> We have Zeta Ramir uh, defeating Tony Storm. Uh, this is so weird. This is so... I, I am I am done with the term rookie. Yeah. On NXT, on I, any show across the brands. Uh, I liked the match. They must not see much in Tony Storm. Or this is going to be, she's going to beat them both eventually and try and build her back. But I just, it, it, uh, I I don't see, I'll tell you, Zeta Ramirez. It's another, it's a, it's another story. They tell where somebody who shouldn't beat somebody beat somebody due to a distraction of some kind. And, and then neither, neither the, 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 the defeat comes off as, you know, she got screwed, but also 
the the person who needs the shine from that also doesn't get it necessarily because it's like, well, if if she's Leon Roth, it, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's Leon Roth, yeah, yeah, she's Leon Roth. Um, that like you can't Zayda Ramirez is uh, you know no knock on this person as a human being or whatever, but like she's not, she lacks the size. And that matters in a WWE ring because the WWE ring's a little bit bigger than, let's like say, an NWA ring or like some other rings. Um, like she doesn't have the size to really fill out the ring to be anything more than a prelim women's talent, which in this company, as we were sort of discussing earlier in the show, is kind of like Nowheresville. Like it's not anything. There's a, there's a Casey Catanzaro problem yeah. there. Yeah. You know. she, she, yeah. She's and she's not going to size up. Like she she just she is the size she is. Uh, so it was perplexing to see Tony Storm, the winner of the first women's title or the first NXT women's title, NXT UK women, U- NXT UK women's title. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Just a- finalist in a May, finalist in a May Young classic, May Young classic. Yeah. No, like she was like once considered to be a thing and, uh, we're doing this with her and, and then Ramirez in the outside counting the one, two, three, like, oh, it was a big deal, McNeil. All right, whatever. Moving on. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, did you have something else on that or no? No. Nope. Okay, okay. So Bronson Reed defeats Austin Theory again with uh, Johnny Gargano, Candice LeRae, and Indy Hartwell. Uh, Good Lord. The, the, you know. And you have to have all of them out there at once and all tell each of their individual stories at once. Well, Candice just... LeRae's story is kind of like lost in the mix here. She's just like an adjunct to Indy Hartwell at this point. Um, mm-hmm. Like the, she, this... she's Indy's mom, yeah. so to speak. No, like the, the, this whole thing is is a mess. Uh, the, the the way has lost their it's, way. It's fine. Get all the titles and everything away from them. Yeah. And also, yeah. what is Bronson Reed doing in another match? Building another match to Gargano? I don't know. Like I've seen this story. Like it, yeah. you know and. I, Austin Theory, like repeated losses to a guy, actually does sort of hurt you. Like, like I, I it, it's weird. Like, you can lose multiple weeks in a row, and it doesn't hurt you. Like, you could lose three weeks in a row, and it wouldn't hurt you nearly as bad in professional wrestling as losing three weeks in a row to the same person. Like, mm-hmm. losing three weeks in a row to the person is like a real character death. And you know, Austin Theory has now been squashed by uh, Bronson Reed pretty definitively on a number of different occasions here. What do you think this diamond mine thing is? Because because uh, I am I'm just gonna laugh if it's like Kona Reeves getting raped. <laughs> what where what was this like a promo thing or is this? Yeah, it was a promo this- thing. I I think I don't know if it was on. Uh, was it was it on NXT or was it out of their social media? I can't remember, but uh, mm. I don't know. I mean, we still subject or Slapjack has not resurfaced yet. So like Slapjack coming out of the diamond mine, <laughs> you know, this guy, a bit of a mogul, you know, he emerges. He's really wealthy. All right. Let's get through the rest of NXT. Okay. So there is the, yeah. Next we had Imperium versus Drake Maverick and Killian Dane. We sort of already talked okay. about this. We talked and, about that. Yeah. yeah. So we can move on. Sit down with Adam Cole. This is Okay. Arash Marquezzi showing up. Interesting. He late of the Los Angeles Times, much like Adnan Verk, a little bit of baggage there. The truth is somewhere in between. 
newsroom didn't like him, but also he also kind of was a bit reckless, allegedly in his journalistic practices. He'd sometimes copy one column that he did before and use it in another column. Or, a lot of columnists do that. Yeah, I'm not saying I actually don't think that's right, but I'm just saying like that is a much broader practice. I, than I think people. Yeah, the, 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 look, the the, the 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 newsroom issue is more of a jealousy one rather than a professionalism one to me. So I don't view that as hard as I do. Um, he kind of acted as a PR firm for for athletes he got too near to, which isn't which isn't the worst thing in the world because God knows that's a trope in journalism. I mean, it's a trope in wrestling journalism where certain writers have the people that they talk to and they uh, let some things slide and they put some things in newsletters, perhaps, that uh, help out their guy. I, I, But between the two of those, the truth is somewhere in there. Uh, but yeah, Resh Marquezzi now in the fold. He did the pre-show, I believe, for WrestleMania also. So see what happens. I mean, um, I liked the Adam Cole thing, but it's like, well, what was the point of that then? Because Kyle O'Reilly's watching it. So are we just going to rerun that thing again? Hmm. Yeah, I, it was weird to have O'Reilly just watch it and not have, a. I think if you're getting cool Kyle over, you've got to really push cool Kyle as a character. <laughs> Stop calling him cool Kyle. He's cool Kyle. Call, <laughs> okay, people, no. are call, people are calling him cool Kyle these days. I, you know, who, Wait, who are these people? I want to know. I, I heard, want names. I heard that people were calling him cool Kyle. And I want to be <laughs> I want to be hip. I want to be with the times. They are changing. He's cool Kyle now. Um, so I call him cool <laughs> Kyle. Hip and with the times. With the times. I you are such times. an old. I'm, I'm older not. than you, and I think you're an old man. I'm that a bit of a trendster. I'm. I am. I'm current. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up, thinking ah, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy Slab Packs at Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. I was able to open an Arena Club Slab Pack, and, and I'll be honest, it was a lot better than what you normally do. Say you go to a card show, and there's a random innocuous brown bag of cards and yeah you can open it and look it's going to be junk you're you you know what i mean like you know what you're probably going to get in those maybe you find that fun and sometimes i do sometimes i like just opening up cards and saying oh hey look at some random cards or whatever but if you're really in this game to to find value and find particular cards it sucks to have to buy these mystery packs and it ends up being you know almost nothing you know nothing of value not with arena club you can display, again, of all available cards, hit rates, grading, so you know that when you're opening up the slab pack, you are going to get something valuable. You are getting something good. And Arena Club, in addition to having those great slab packs we just talked about, is also a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying, all that sort of stuff. 
But those Arena Club slab packs, man, they are revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your pulls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling, and you can have them officially graded by Arena Club as well. So again, setting these things off, it's going to be officially graded by Arena Club. And the Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent with full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform that you have to check out. So right now, I've got a special offer here for Voices of Wrestling Network listeners. You can get 10% off of your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash V-O-W net. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W net. Now, that's a crazy offer. That's 10% off a $400 slab pack. $40 off right there. 10% off your first purchase. No matter what that purchase is, 10% off. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W net. Arenaclub.com slash V-O-W net for 10% off your first purchase on Arena Club. And we thank them for sponsoring the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. Yeah, so it's it's fine. Are it you really down? Is. Do you get? Yeah, do you have drunk? I am <laughs> way down with that, bro. Word. So it's like, like it's like my favorite part of the Pat McAfee uh, tuxedo with shorts thing at WrestleMania, where some where I think it was Cole got mad at him, and and it but. It, Vince goes, no, I get it. I'm hip. <laughs> oh, go so, ahead to your point. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> so I think what needs to happen with Cool Kyle, especially after last week's initial kind of foray into Cool Kyle, was not very smooth. Having him defeat Cameron Grimes, one, we spent more time on Cameron Grimes this week than Cool Kyle. Uh, two, we spent not a lot of time on the big Cool Kyle win last week either during this week's show. And three, you need to build Cool Kyle up now as an actually, like, cool dude who does, like, cool things for people. And that's, like, why people backstage like him and respect him and wish him well. Uh, and, and I didn't think – he was alone. He was watching this thing by himself like a loner. He he might be an all right guy. We might be rooting for him in this singular quest against Adam Cole. But cool is, like, a vibe that you give off to others. And and cool that was Unabomber. A- that was Unabomber vibe right there. Lone in a dark yeah. room watching yeah. Adam Cole. Yeah, yeah, just just watching one dude, just getting really angry about one dude, right? Yeah, just if Adam seething. Cole is a politician, yeah, you basically have domestic terror, guy. Yeah, see, um, see, they get his in his in his studio apartment writing a manifesto. That's cool, Kyle. Yeah, no, no, but cool is a uh, is a vibe that we get that is off of others. We see other people like from the outside, people that we think are cool, all surrounding this one person, and we go, wow. If cool people are all surrounding this other person in the center, who is this one person in the center? Like, what is this one person in the center? They must be cool. Maybe even cooler than the other people around him. That's why they want to hang out with him. Um, like, whereas Cool Kyle right now has no friends. Yeah. How cool is Cool <laughs> Kyle then? Yeah, cool people have friends. Cool yeah. people <laughs> do have friends. Last I checked, I I don't have any friends, so, you know, I'm not well, cool. Well, uh, here's the thing. So, if you don't have any friends, are you cool? I don't think so. Mm. Kind of a square. Yeah, so I kind mean, like, there you go. It, it, it could be chicken and egg. It could be cause and effect. I don't know. You know, if I were cool, people would remember my birthday. 
and stuff. Okay. Like, you know. All right. All right. <laughs> Enough. You, you made fun of Slapjack. I didn't quit the show. It was your birthday present. Happy birthday. It was my oh, birthday. Oh, I care. Your friend it, it matters. Great. <laughs> Oh, it's, it's fine. Uh, I got you there. Uh, let's take a brief respite. I think that's all we have for... Uh, is that all we have for NXT or is there something else? You, you, I, oh, I think that, oh, oh, I liked I liked the... Uh, I really liked the Grizzled Young Veterans, Tim Thatcher, uh, Tommaso mm, Ciampa interaction. Yes. Even yeah. even though... like I like the continuity of the chant from NXT UK. But Chris, you, me, and probably Joe Lanza are the only three people in the United States, even Who though I desperately... Golf. Beg, yeah. who desperately beg people to watch NXT UK. Uh, we're the only three people who know that chant. I mean, the so problem with Thatcher is that he didn't even really connect it back to why people say shoes off. Like, like, yes. Why, why would Zach Gibson drive a person to such anger that they would <laughs> take off their shoe? Like, go shoeless in, like, a dirty arena. Like, what is it? Like, why? Thatcher's like, remember when people did that? He's like, he's like, oh no, no, don't bring that up. But like, why did they do that? Because I have no clue why. Yeah, add, I, yeah, add some context. Maybe play them doing the chant from NXT. I mean, it's not like you can't get the footage. You're in the same family, kind of thing. Yeah, uh, I, I think a, a, a little video bit more package. Like, if you well, want to get that back over, have like have Thatcher toss it to a video package. Have a couple yes. of UK yeah, fans that's what explain I meant. why they hate Zach Gibson so much. I mean, they overuse that trope of, of throwing it to the video. This is a time when they actually needed to give context to the U.S. fans who maybe don't watch NXT UK. Or, which like, is- really any WWE fan because WWE conditions their audience to not give a crap about anything that happened, like, even three months ago, let alone, like, two and a half years or three years ago. Like, they sort of actively want you to not remember the history. Don't remember yeah. what the Warrior Award was originally supposed to be about. Is, is the next the six-person match? Is that all we have? Yeah, left? next is Legato Del Fantasma um, versus uh, uh, MSK and uh, Kushida. Kushida, MS Kushida this week. MS Kushida uh, is what they were called this week. Um, fun match, I thought. Yeah. I, I, I don't. I don't. What are we doing with Legato Del Fantasma, though? That, that's I think we're my building question. an interesting little mid-card angle here for the next takeover. So I think um, in, in the middle of the show, uh, we could have like the Legato Del Fantasma kind of gets it all back, like or, or at least that's kind of like the subplot here. Will Legato Del Fantasma win the tag titles and get the Cruiserweight title back during this next takeover um, and sort of solidify themselves as the mid-card stable to beat? Um, it's kind of interesting. Uh, I lo- I love them as an act though. I I love I, Raul. I think I it love- really works. It's come it's come together. I think I think it's been good at staying away from tropes and you know, like Santos Escobar is just awesome. Like he you know he he's just God. Like, he just exudes and, stardom. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah just, I, dude, I, 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 I I've seen it for like first time I saw that guy I was like oh man that guy's just got like he's got it. I like it. And he was, this is like him under a mask. It, it, you just, sometimes you can just tell, I, you know, it's, it, I mean, Pentagon's got it right. Like, you know, some people just have it. They, it's an aura thing about them, the way they carry themselves. They just, they're stars. 
talk a little bit about Pentagon in a second. Gonna give a shout out to our second sponsor this week, Manscaped. Support for Shake Them Ropes is brought to you by Manscaped. It's the best in men's below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments, provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. And we have an exclusive offer for our listeners, 20% off plus free shipping with the code ROPES at checkout. I'm trying to grab some of the stuff here. I have these boxers. And uh, I already have a set of these boxers that are unwrapped from before. Oh, there you go. That's a... He's playing guitar with 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 the razor to you prove can make all that it will not cool effects, baby. It, it will not it will not nick your your nuts. That's <laughs> the point of that, right? Uh, yeah, and and these boxers are are very very comfortable. I, I really uh, they they allow uh, they allow the boys to breathe. Let's put it that way. How about that? Um, yeah, Manscaped's created the best ball hair trimmer ever, the Lawnmower 3.0. Their third-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade, as Chris showed you, to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology. And we both now feel confident shaving our boys. We do not do it together, but, uh, you know, we no, feel confident. No, no, Especially I feel confident this that, whole birthday incident. Like, that will never happen now. Well, I mean, yeah. we could we could meet after this, this show no. and... No. Okay. Okay. It's going to be several years Uh, before we meet again. Nevertheless, the the perfect package 3.0 also includes the crop preserver. This thing's off the rails. An (laughs) anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? The part that makes duck butter. Yes. Your balls, Chris, your balls stink. And speaking of... (laughs) No, because you have Manscaped. Actually, they they don't anymore because of Manscaped. What am I saying? Speaking of sweaty and stinky balls, I am thankful for their Crop Reviver. This product, along with the Crop Preserver, keeps your balls from sweaty, smelling, sticking. Other words that start with S. But anyways... Uh, get 20% off and free shipping with the code ropes at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Hey, we're having fun with the read. And use code ropes, R-O-P-E-S. Unlock your confidence. And as always, use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Uh, I also, I'm waiting. I told you this last week, uh, right before we went to air. I am waiting for uh, for the, the lawnmower nose hair trimmer. Or not lawnmower, it's the weed whacker. That's what they got, the weed whacker oh, nose hair trimmer. Like, that'll I'm actually, very interested I- in that. No, I that's that's a product I'm uh, I I would be appreciative of because yeah. like y'all man nose hairs nose hairs they stink they they just they're like they're up there and then then they I hate them when you it sucks when you're up close talking to someone and they're just staring at your nose hair and you know it's like oh damn I didn't trim those I need to get those out or like I, I hear hair catching it in the rearview mirror so like I'm driving. I'm driving, and like all of a sudden, I see in the rearview mirror, I'm starting to get a little bit of a mustache going in my nose. Yeah. Once again, that's code ropes, 20% off plus free shipping. We shift to Wednesday, AEW. Speaking of Penta L0, this was the first five minutes of this match was the most WWE Penta we will ever see, I so- think. Just. I, I saw an account this week that took this Penta El Cerro match with Trent, and then uh, he interspliced Orange Cassidy, it. you mean? Uh, oh, yeah, Orange Cassidy. Was it Orange Cassidy yeah. with Penta? Yeah. And then spliced yeah. it with the, the match with Trent, and, like, it's the same match. Like, like yeah. It, yeah, Penta's just having the same 
match with the same spots over and over. Like, he's just not doing anything inspired anymore. He, they don't have anything interesting for him to do. He's sort of stuck in this dead end. He can't go after Kenny Omega because, like, Kenny Omega and the Bucks have to, like, have that whole top spot to themselves for the foreseeable future here. Um, he's not in contention with Darby Allen at this point. Um, and Allen's kind of on his own track with the TNT title. So Penta is like stuck kind of in mid card hell in the tag division, which is now essentially absorbed back into the Kenny Omega storyline. Like the Bucks may lose the titles at some point here, but like with the Bucks and Omega sort of being interlinked and the, them all having the titles and having like a big stable that has all the titles interlinked. It really leaves Penta nowhere to go. It doesn't excuse him phoning it in like all these different weeks, but like I kind of feel him like this guy is potentially like a main event dude. Like you could totally see him in a main event angle against a guy like Moxley or whatever. Like you could see them headlining a show or pay-per-view with like Penta versus Moxley, Penta versus Omega. Um, but they haven't had anything interesting for this dude in eons over there in AEW. And the and the and the addition of Alex. I I was done with him trying to interfere here. I, My it was issue really... is how they use him. It's not yeah. Alex. I actually don't I think that the character would be fine if they had better things to do with him. But they don't. And they've introduced they've introduced Alex for want of more interesting things to do with this guy because they don't have there's no title that Penta and Phoenix can credibly go and challenge for right now inside this entire company. There's nothing for them to do. They're just doing stuff. Um. Mm-hmm. So like you know yeah he's phoning it in. Uh, it stinks. I sort of don't blame him because like they got nothing for him and nothing for him on the horizon, at least in the foreseeable future. Um, there, this is not a, a featured act right now, stupid as that may be. Um, and though he might frankly be a better champion than other people, um, like they got nothing for, they got nothing for Penn right now. Um, and so, yeah, it, it just stinks. You know, these pendant matches are completely forgettable. Um, I, and, and so, you know, like, it's funny because like his forgettable like John Cena Randy Orton by the numbers match is still better than like a John yes. Cena Randy Orton match or whatever. Like there's still more interesting stuff in it. But like you start to see him do like the Tope Suicida. We do the finger spots. Like you start to see him do his five moves of doom. And like you're like, okay, Penn's five moves of doom are like way better five moves of doom than a lot of guys. But he's still doing a five doom moves of doom match. Adam Page loses clean in the opener to Brian Cage. That was interesting. I thought that, like, it made a ton of sense in retrospect, but, Mm -hmm. like, I I loved that it did not feel like a foregone conclusion. Um, Mm -hmm. And this is something that AEW does right um, from yes. time to time, and I would like to see them do more of this. Um, and this is really what wrestling needs a little bit more of. At, w- at least once a week, you need a match where the outcome of the match is not clearly obvious. 
And like that, it's like at its core, fundamentally just a wrestling match, which is what this was between Brian Cage and Hangman Page. Um, and it's it's gonna be like a lower mid card match. Obviously, you can't do this with your big main event angles. Like those have to still be sort of angly type things. But like there needs to be a wrestling match every week, um, like a wrestling match that frames the whole show as like this is what normal feels like. And so that when they deviate away from normal, we have normal earlier in the show to have that as context. And then you can also have this additional wrinkle of like, oh, wow, that was an unforeseen outcome. Huh. And then you can think about it and go, okay, well, they really weren't doing Hangman Page versus the Young Bucks or Hangman Page versus the Elite. Right? Like they really weren't teasing that, but they were also building them up. So like, how is that going to play out? It makes a lot of sense in hindsight, but I loved this move. I, I thought this was an interesting pairing. It's an interesting match to have kick off the show. Um, I like this match. It was a cool match. It was maybe a little short. It's going to be interesting. Number one, it, I don't I don't know where Paige is in the rankings. Was he number one contender? Yeah, because he, if he was. was no, like, they, they, that, they you, you need to, to make cool a little bit off. They needed to cool yeah, him off. Yeah, but you also, you also need to make a bigger deal of that. Like, the number one contender went down this week. That means the ratings are, or the rankings did. are I think they did. wide that, open. That, that's, okay. I think moving Cage up, yeah, and then like Starks can cost Cage or whatever in the future. Yeah, yeah, and I think it may also just start separation between Page and the Dark Order because I think they're gonna fold them into this elite angle. I do. I think that's the. We'll see. I don't know though. Okay. Uh, God, the, the I, parlay yeah. was the parlay was fun. I thought yeah, the, parlay, the parlay was fun. The one guy I wanted to talk did not, but that's okay. Tully's not involved in the match and that's cool, but there was heat in this thing and I liked the heat of it. I, man, you want, I, you want Tully Blanchard to talk. I, I kind of feel like Tully Blanchard sort of played out in wrestling personally. No slapjack, but you know, um, no, he's not. He, yeah. Tully Blanchard is certainly no slapjack. That's a good point. Yeah. Because Tully actually has accomplished something and slap. Yeah. And hasn't. he could, he couldn't carry a company. Like slapjack could. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Slapjack couldn't carry on. Yes, he could. He could carry the AEW. Slapjack, if Slapjack came to AEW right now, he'd be no lower than the third best wrestler in this company. Oh, just trolling people now. You're, you're turned into yeah. <laughs> everyone. You've, you've, everyone. You've, you've been, I, you've troll Lamont. I want you, all the you've, world. You've lived long enough to become Rob McCarran. Congratulations. Yeah, baby. Slapjack subculture. <laughs> Let's push it. You go. You uh, go. You go love some Tino Sabatelli next. Come on, man. No. Um. But other than like everything in the undercard crew of the two was pretty good. I thought. And oh, then we yeah, got no, to MJF and Jericho. That was really cool. It, it, the MJF Jericho was not as good as I wanted it to be, I think. And I think people overpraised Jericho a little bit here. Although it was intense and it was good. But it might have been just MJF's part in this was, wasn't as good, I don't think. I don't know. There was something. We get to the big closer and I just went, okay, that was good, but not great. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong on this. Maybe I'm just misremembering it. Um, like, the what did summer MJF... of love I thought was yeah. a weak. Oh, that's the line. That that's was the line that was weak as hell. Like, like, weak like that, as hell. Yeah, it, it it was. He was in one point for most of the promo, and like yeah. he had this line. And he was just this is one of these classic things where you like come up with a line. You're married to the line. The line stinks, but like you can't get pineapple. You, you, 
It's, yeah. it's calling Pinnacle Pineapple, pineapple and, but yeah. he has it. He has it in his holster, and yeah, he's it, probably it, it asked his friends, was, "Hey, is this funny?" And nobody's going to tell him no. No, and right, he yeah. breaks out, and no I one just said went, "Yes," but no one yes. said no. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we don't want to tell Chris that this line stinks. Yeah. But no, no, you were right. That's the part. Oh, that, I just went. That's a god awful line. Unless he had gone, they call this a summer and that love. Was we're going to begin the closing line in the promo. It was. The, it was a promo yes, that was right. cruising along at like B level, at least for me, like B plus level. And then he hit, he said, Summer of Love. If 1969 was the summer of love, 2021 going to be the summer of violence and pain, pain and violence. I was just like, wow, wow. So, like, you couldn't even encapsulate it into one word. We had to get like a multi syllabic. We couldn't say hate. We could not say hate. Couldn't be the summer of hate. <laughs> couldn't be the summer of hate. Could be but the summer I mean, of hate. like, summer of malice, summer of vengeance, uh, summer of brutality, I, like, summer of carnage. Like, any Anything other than two words. We did not need a blank this and is a, blank. Let this alone is the summer of pain and violence. Pain I'm like, that makes and no sense. Violence. Jeff, with violence is pain. Is pain. It is pain. Vi- yes, it's that's always they, they are interlinked. They they are inextricable in this sense. You probably unless you're getting like bad heartburn or something from a burrito, you don't have pain without violence in some way. Uh, I mean, like, if you're decapitating people in one fell swoop and they don't even feel their head leave their shoulders, there's no pain. There's, still there's pain. violence. There's, there's no pain. Uh, there's but there's pain. violence. Okay, yes, you got me there. We need to differentiate between the two. Uh, yeah, no, like this. <laughs> This was a very stupid go-home line and what I thought was an otherwise very good promo. Did, did that work on open mic night? Did he go in with his seven minutes and go, here's my big closer. Summer of love, summer of pain and violence. Can you, he, he's doing it backstage for Hager only and Hager's like, I love this. Like, like Hager's drinking it up every single one. <laughs> That's a great line, boss. Go use that. And, and they're all laughing behind his back. <laughs> he's going to fall flat right there. What the? <laughs> but like Santana Ortiz Tony, Tony, no he's trying it on Tony cause Tony won't say no to anything and so and, and, and he goes hey Tony got a great line closing line for this promo is gonna be 1969 was the summer of love but 19 but na- 2021 is gonna be the summer of pain and violence and Tony hey no that's that's good that's good and he goes out and he goes god I hope this works god I hope this works Tony Kosh is like I love Hendrix that's great yeah alright so <laughs> Uh, next, we have this Eddie Kingston versus Michael Nakazawa stuff. Uh, yeah. it, like, it didn't happen yeah. because of the angle. We're going to have a match and stuff. Um, it's a tag match with Nakazawa and Omega versus Moxley and Kingston. Like, I, I mean, the like, there's no intrigue for this match because Nakazawa is like an NPC. Like, he's not like a wrestler right now. He's like a goober. He's he, or literally a goon. They, they literally call him goons. Like, like Cutler. He's a hired goon. Him, him yeah. and Brandon Cutler, yeah, the young Cutler, boy for the Cutler young Cutler and Nakazawa yeah. have been downgraded from wrestler to goon level. So like the like red shirts. Ome- they are the yeah, red shirts Omega, to get over Omega the other guys. Omega yeah. goon versus Moxley and Kingston, which means it's going to be like an angle. Like there's not going to be real wrestling next week. So yeah, there's a difference between this and say if we want to go into an old school angle that did it well when Dusty was going after the Horsemen and he and he took out art or he took out Ole Anderson first by taking out his leg. 
And then Arn's next, you know, I'm going up the pecking order here as opposed to no, no one cares if Michael, Michael Nakazawa's ankle is broken, you know, do gallows at least, you know, get, get him in there. You know, you can break either of the good brothers ankles and it might mean something to Kenny, but if it's something he doesn't well, care about, who, well, who cares? I mean, the whole point I think is to try to show his like callousness um, and yeah. ditto with like Brandon Cutler here, but like, we don't care about Nakazawa or Cutler nearly enough even prior to the turn to feel bad when bad things happen to them or for us to want like the moral awakening of Brandon Cutler like oh Brandon Cutler please get back to your dungeons and whatever's again and throwing your dice oh Michael Nakazawa <laughs> shading the role playing community you I know, got you. I, go, it, I, it, it, you go back to rolling for initiative or whatever uh, do do what you do there kid um, and Michael Nakazawa, go back to being a Michael Nakazawa. Uh, like, we don't have this drive in us, like, as, as, like, viewing fans. We we don't care about them. So, it's not tragic to see them as goons right now, either. Uh, like, their goon status is not tragic, nor do we want them to be redeemed from being a goon. So, like, you know, you're kind of fine with Moxley and Kingston killing them. And that's not great. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, I had no other deep thoughts about this AEW. It was a fine show. Um, uh, like, I thought, I liked the Kit Sabian beat down by Miro <laughs> afterwards. I liked the end scene where he's kind of like swaddling him and going, it'll be okay, I forgive you type of thing. I get the feel we're going to have an uneasy friendship angle here, though. I yeah, get the feel they're going to stay together. I wanted to see Penelope's reaction to all of this. Like... The the thing that was missing for me from that scene, like, was, uh, like, maybe, like, Penelope watching in horror as Kip's getting, like, mangled here. Yeah. Um, but I did, like, I did, I did enjoy watching the beatdown itself. Yeah, no, it was, it was like, good. no words, there was no words, there was just Kip, hey, has it, and, and Miro just went into it, like, he'd been holding it back for three weeks, so I thought that was perfect, yeah. Yeah, um, and then, uh, the... Nightmare Family and uh, the Nightmare Factory faced off, and then Cody Rhodes came out and attacked QT Marshall at the end. I like Anthony Ogogo a lot. He's, yeah, this is a fine angle, lower card, whatever. John Moxley and Eugene Nagata uh, for the IWGP US Championship here in a few weeks. I'm excited about that. I like yeah. I like Eugene Nagata. I know oh, he's I, lost I, half I, a step. Huge Eugene Nagata fan back in the day when he's in, in the WC Dubs and all that jazz. I am I am super stoked for a real war games match. Much as NXT kind of filled the void there. Give me the roof. Give me some blood. Give me guys that hate each other. I'm in. I'm in for this. And I think Pinnacle has to win, and I think Sammy has to lose it for them. Or Jericho, one of those two. Okay, that's interesting. That's interesting. Like maybe maybe Sammy's the weak link here and he loses it for him. Well, remember, Sammy Sammy went out there and offered to start first and give away the advantage. Mm, so mm. so if he gets beat down over time and eventually is the one to surrender, you know, I think that's the most interesting choice. That would be interesting, especially if Spears could actually procure the victory. It'd be very interesting if Spears was actually like kind of the hero in this match. Do you have the NXT UK lineup in front of you by chance? I do, because you're going to have to take us through it. Well, I'm I'm going to take us through it, but uh, 
there's only one real sour, sour note on this show for me. And the rest, I'll give my thoughts on. Um, so while you get that up, sure. Uh, some pretty good vignettes. Some pretty I good haven't. vignettes this week. I thought. Okay, okay, go ahead. Uh, what What's the match with uh, Tailman? It's Tailman versus... versus Rohan Raja with the former okay. Gershinder Singh. Yes, uh, Rohan Raja introduced. This is his debut. I'm really excited to be here. Uh, I'm here. Wait a second. You know, born in India, or I think born in India, raised in England and and or in Australia or whatever. He introduces himself in this in this thing. Comes out, doesn't lose, but basically Tailman rips his arm out of his socket in a cross face. So he's pretty much a loser. I hate the, these types of debuts. They did this with the Jamaican Kofi guy, where it's like, yeah, he, he's, you know, he idolized Kofi Kingston in Jamaica. Come out and lose. What, what are we doing? The debuts should matter. Debuts need to be just a squash match to introduce. I, I say this over and over again. Tailman, you should be debuting a guy. It doesn't matter if he gets offense in on Tailman because you've been building up Tailman as the next heel. For the last yeah, he's three still weeks. not built up. Like I'm reading the summary of this match, and like I, you know, this guy, this actually seems like an interesting match. I'm gonna need to go back and watch this later. But like, the issue is that Teoman is still not really established as a character yet, and like you can't have, you can't have an establishing match that's establishing two different people at the same time. It just generally does not work. Uh, pretty good vignettes this week from Sam Gradwell. Uh, we got introduced to what subculture was. Turns out it's not Slapjack, so we're all saved from that. Saved? Uh, okay. Well, no, I mean, it just opens up. It opens up a minute. They actually, they actually made a compelling A-Kid video. for his, He's doing a rematch with Tyler Bate in three weeks. I thought that was very, very good. And they did a vignette before the six-man main event between um, Symbiosis and Gallus. To introduce who Symbiosis was. So, you know, they're doing good character work on the show. Oh, they also had a uh, Ilya Dragunov. Yeah, Dave uh, Mastiff. Dave Mastiff. And that was pretty good, too. So they, they really did some good work on there. There was one in-ring promo. Sid Scala had Kaylee Ray come out, and they said, we're going to have a five-person gauntlet match to see who your next opponent is. And it's, it's Isla Dawn, who should be nowhere near this. Uh, Ginny... Um, uh, read the other three for me because I'm just blanking. For uh, a second. I think I think Luna is in there. Yeah, Danny Luna probably. Danny Luna, Maybe. who's now part of Subculture. It's Subculture yeah. and uh, Andrews and uh, Andrews and uh, uh, Flash Morgan Webster. Yeah. Okay. Um, so so yeah. so it's Luna. It's it's the girl they just debuted and beat. On week two. Oh, uh, yeah. I, oh, what's her name? I like, and I'm not seeing a list. I want to say Alex. I want to say Alexandria, but that's not it. But no, it's, it's uh, not. It's like Mackenzie. Yeah. Uh, I think Mackenzie's the last name. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. And yeah. then I think who's the fifth one though? It was it wasn't, I, I can't recall, but I don't think it was Piper Niven. It might've been, but let me, yeah, yeah it might be, it might be Piper Niven. This is some this is some great radio Hawkins. Yeah, no, it is. It is. Um Uh anyways, so. I'll, I'll Okay, here it is. NXT UK results. A Kaylee Ray introduces the five women incoming. It'll be 
Uh, yeah, no, oh, it's Piper Niven. Just... Ju- oh no, never go mind. Ahead, it's not Piper ahead. Niven. That, that, no, they're it's just doing preamble this clickbait thing. Those five. Oh, Jenny Isladon, Zybrook's Eye, Danny Luna, and Amelia McKenzie. Amelia McKenzie. Your, get Isladon out of there early, and this is a pretty damn good match, I think. Uh, I think put Isladon over, and it's a pretty good match. How do you I make will. A pretty I good will. match, better. You know, you know, you just you put Slapjack with Isladon. Oh my God, that's a hot act. Oh yeah. Yeah. Put him against Joseph Connor and the lovely Ginny. Yeah. Okay, that's uh, a takeover. That's a takeover worthy match. No, uh, Eva Valkyrie and Mako Satamura was better than it had any right to be. This match was hard hitting. It was awesome. It told a good story. It was very, it was very Japanese strong style, as close as NXT UK will ever get. You know, it it it, it ends with Eva Valkyrie. She misses the leg drop off the off the top rope. She kind of roars in defiance as Mako Samara kicks her in the head, and she get, and and Mako gets the pin, which is what should happen here. Uh, I, I oh, think no, I don't it's think a Ava. great way to rebuild Mako. Like, like there's this real question yes. of like, how do you rebuild Mako Satamora after losing to Kaylee Ray and having Mako take Eva Valkyrie's win streak off of her was a good way of ending the win streak of Eva Valkyrie, like in a meaningful way, like in, in losing to a meaningful opponent in a way that like, to your point, a signature match for her. So she was losing her streak, but like she got this defining moment out of it. Um, in this defining interaction with like a legend in Mako Satamora. And like in narrative, I think this helped re elevate Mako Satamora once again to clear title contender type of person. Yeah. And now you have to do some, some rehab on Ava Valkyrie. Sure. Because that's absolutely. also important. After, after you take away the streak from her and the streak isn't going to be going for the title. Now you have to do, I think you have to go a little bit, higher into the heal them thing with her, because that's kind of how they were going with her challenging Mako Satomura in the first place. I, th- I think you need to kind of, uh, but then, heal her then up a helped her. Like if the point, the time to do that would have been at the end of this match, right? Like, yeah, like that's, after true. Lo- that's true. Yeah, after losing the streak, then like Eva Valkyrie should have really lost it. On oh Satomura. yeah. There was the sign of respect afterwards. Yeah, they wasn't did the there. whole sign yeah. of respect thing at the end of the match. So much for that. Uh, Shaw Samuels you see, in a you know, squash match. They want to send you off with the feel good moment too often. You know, we don't all, uh, you know, wrestling, it's weird to say this about wrestling, but like, we don't always need the sign of respect. Sometimes the better thing yeah. to do there is the sign of disrespect. But well worth going out of your way to watch that match. That, that's a lot of fun. Uh, Shaw Samuel had a squash. I'm, I'm good with this. I more squashers, please. Yeah. And, uh, and then we also had the, for our main event, we had the, uh, six man between symbiosis and Gallus, uh, Primate taking the pin here. It, it feels like they're building up Eddie Dennis as the big bad um, of of the crew, which is fine with me. Uh, yeah, you have you have to see the symbiosis thing. I want to know if you like it or not, because the intro is cool. They kind of described Primate as being a soldier of fortune in Africa, I believe. Uh, T-Bone, T-Bone being a street fighter who had lost his way and Eddie Dennis kind of being the puppet master who's pulling all the strings here. It's kind of interesting. It's kind of the same thing that they did with the hunt in some yeah. ways when they reintroduced them. He's just a master I mean, manipulator the- of two down there luck guys who are like yeah. downtrodden or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, we, we have, we have a, 
Uh, Heritage Cup match in three weeks. Tyler Bate versus a kid. Kind of looking forward to that. Next week. Next week. They did a vignette on this. I forgot this one. It's going to be Amir Jordan versus Kenny Williams. Loser leaves NXT UK. And I want a double count out. (laughs) No. They did a retrospective of the three years that they've been in the three or four, three and a half years. They've been in NXT UK. Yes, Chris, you're gobsmacked at you're going to lose one of them. It should be Amir Jordan. I'm sunk. I, you see this, you see my posture. I'm solid. I don't understand. I don't understand the bit you're about to go into, but I want to see it. I was already in the bit. I was sad. It's not a bit. It's, it's the true emotional state that I had. Well, it's I like, mean, okay, it was, okay, I want you to picture your two best friends, Jeff. Picture them. Now, picture okay. picture one of them's dying next week. Because the other one's killing the other one. Am I in the will? <laughs> Apparently not. No, continue. C- continue, continue. Yeah, and, and, and that that's how I feel. That's how I feel. And that's how you would feel if, if you yeah, but- were invested in this story like I was. But we we get rid of Amir Jordan. We bring over Slapjack, and he can be Kenny Williams' new friend. He didn't need to be. Yeah, Slapjack does not need to be friends. Slapjack needs friends. He needs Kenny, friends. No, though. Slapjack has friends wherever he goes. He doesn't need that, Kenny Williams. No, because you know he never takes off the mask because he's shy. And yeah, uh, no, well, he doesn't take off the mask. He's a party dude. Oh, really? A hockey mask makes you a <laughs> yeah, party yeah, dude. Yeah, lots expound of on that. Yeah, you ever you ever go to parties? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that broke me. Uh, God, will you ever go to parties? Yes, in a hockey mask <laughs> with a giant knife. And I chase teenagers all the way around. That's what I did for a party. I mean, Chris. okay, you watch these serial killer movies, right? Like, so <laughs> often they're. <laughs> They're just lonely children wanting to yeah, have well, friends. Okay, That's all Jason is. Those always seem to where a good time is, right? Oh, now, granted, yeah. they ruin it. They run it. Like, yeah, they, no, no, yeah, you're they, right. They, they, no, hold on. They run into it, people doing drugs. They run into yep. people having sex. They run into yeah. people drinking. They, they know where they the know party's where the at. Because that's where yeah, the... Yeah, right. Yeah. They can All find their light. Like, yes. They know where the closets are, you know. So, yeah, the sororities, a lot, a lot of these guys, yeah. They, sororities. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, right. Uh, sleepaway camps, cruise ships for that one Friday the 13th, outer space. So they can so have a party in outer space. Don't tell me Slapjack isn't popular. <laughs> oh, people are so sick of this bit by now. You want to go, you wanna go so. SmackDown? Uh, we'll yeah. Will be um, Slapjack down? <laughs> I loved this Roman Reigns Daniel Bryan match. It was pretty darn. It was very good for a TV match. I would not say it's pay per view worthy. I would not say it's one of Daniel Bryan's best. I am fascinated, though, with this Roman Reigns, kind of the same as Undertaker late career push into mixed martial arts moves to win. It's like you know WWE always had a lot of scorn for MMA. We're not in the same business as them all the other stuff. And then Shamrock came in and all of a sudden we're adding every single MMA trope to the book. And in this one guillotine choke with the good arm, Daniel doesn't tap, but he's gone. And then afterwards takes a concerto. So I think he's going to be off for a while and he's going to be surprised either on raw 
or the more interesting choice to me is NXT, but probably Raw. Um, your thoughts on this? And I also love the Heyman promo. The Heyman promo. Look, yeah, the Heyman you, you promo people is are, great. The Heyman promo. You is people great. saying that Don Callis is the best promo in the no 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 no. The King's still here. The King is still Heyman. It, like it's, and you it's and you like watch not no dude like Callis is fine but like Heyman watch talking. Yeah, go ahead. Watch talking Heyman smack like from some last week. Standard material. Like he's yes. been doing this with like the, this, this. Some of this material stinks right now, and he's still making yes. it good. Yeah, he just took all of Daniel Bryan's gimmicks and put it into a promo and did it. But yes, watch last week's talking smack. It's awesome front to end because it's like watching a masterclass in improv with Heyman. You you tell me he's lost something on his fastball, and I tell you he's the most compelling managerial voice other than maybe. Has because Malcolm Bivens ain't on there. Which yeah, should be. And like, I would like to watch a show with Paul Heyman having more of a creative hand, um, mm-hmm. especially at least when it comes to like writing promos and stuff. Um, fortunately, WWE is not really that universe right now. Um, yeah. Uh, Thoughts on the match? On the match, uh, I really well worked. Um, I think you know Roman and Daniel had like a really nice match here. Uh, the power bomb off the top ropes to go to the first commercial break looked really good. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of really good points in this match. I didn't like the finish. I I thought that something about you're right to cue in on this Roman Reigns mixed martial arts thing, and I don't know what it is about like Roman's iteration of this that is leaving me cold. But like I I do not care. Um, for the way the match finished out with like, he just kind of like gets out of the yes lock and just starts like hitting him in the back of the head. And then all of a sudden we're in the guillotine choke and like, that's the end. It's really, it's anticlimactic and like not, not buzz killy in the way that a heel's supposed to be just like anticlimactic. Like, you, you know, Daniel didn't even feel like he was close to getting out of the guillotine on the weak arm. Like, Roman changed to his not good arm. Um, and that should have been enough for Daniel Bryan to at least escape from that guillotine at least once. Um, it should have been harder for Roman to do it with his non-dominant arm than it ultimately ended up being. Yeah. And almost, <laughs> it's a weird, it's a weird wrinkle in the storyline of him being the baddest guy on the planet to now introduce that he's an MMA expert. Which I don't think he's ever had that before. You know, no. it's always been Superman punch spear, Superman punch spear, yeah, kind of thing. He was I like did like the post match thing. I, yeah. I liked Cesaro being helpless and having to watch him get concertoed. I thought that was a cool little move. Um, and he yeah, came out immediately. He came do, out immediately need... as Daniel Bryan was getting beaten too, which is great. Thank no, God for good. that. It was really good. Like. I liked even, you know, kind of setting the table with Shinsuke. Like, because, like, maybe next, Cesaro mm-hmm. watches something bad happen to Shinsuke. And so, like, all of this starts being, like, this big weight on Cesaro's shoulders that he wants to avenge all of these people. And it's, like, not even about... It's not even about winning the belt anymore. It's, like, you beat up Daniel Bryan. Or, like, you know, you, you injured my friend. And you injured Shinsuke. And, like, you know, you're trying to take me out. Like, you know... I think that this can be a bigger storyline um, and give it the extra heft that it actually, frankly, it probably needs in order to get Cesaro kind of like really on track as like 
the babyface champion. If uh, I'm gonna throw some water because I think I know the booking next week. I think okay. I know it. I don't. I, okay, I haven't you, been told what you, anything. What do, you, what do you think? What do you think? It's it's Cesaro versus Rollins, and Jey sure. Uso super kicks them both, probably, or they just take out both at the same time because Rollins screwed Jey Uso in that tag match. Oh yeah, and Rollins like the the tell that Rollins is not aligning with Roman Reigns was like in his prediction this week, where like Rollins was like doing some weird sort of threading of the needle, yeah. like. I'm going to win both ways. <laughs> He's great. What, 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 a, what a talent. Um, On the other side of the coin, we had this intergender match. That wasn't mm. intergender, but we, we get to have Bianca Belair lift up Dolph. Which, yeah. and, and whip Bobby Roode, Robert Roode, which is interesting in some ways. I... I don't like this being so one-sided, but it happens. I, I just, the, the, the way that this was, <laughs> let me, it, it was very, let me holla at you player type of booking where, yeah, I, I just, I, Bailey just comes out and laughs and it's yeah. smacked. And now, now we have a six person. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what else was on this SmackDown? Uh, next we had Natalia and Tamina defeating <laughs> Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler. Thank God for this match because it gave me this story a, a must chance go to take on. a break. Yeah, I know. Shayna um, takes, Shayna eats another pin. Good Lord. Good Lord. How many pins does this woman have to take? Remember when I said like worst booking of the year, Shayna Baszler, uh, she, she continues to be this. Why is team. Nia the strong one in this partnership? I, I, okay. Like this is actually a really great point. Right. Um, and it gets to a bigger problem with like the way the writers are like, uh, the, the writing and a, a specific head writer, not the writers, but, but yes, a specific head writer. Yes. We always a specific yes. one person who runs the company is really obsessed with this person because like what should be happening right now is that Nia Jax, who is distracted by Angel Garza and distracted by Reggie Bechtel, and also distracted by gravity. Um, all of these various weaknesses that she has been <laughs> exhibiting. Um, Shayna Baszler should be doing all of the carrying for this team right now. And instead, she's not. Like, 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 it's still nice to winning. Sorry, let me collect myself after <laughs> gravity. And water. Don't forget water. She's water, water also <laughs> running her a bit of muck. As yeah. these days. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of capers, a lot of hijinks going on in the Nia Jax universe. A lot of ins, a lot of outs. Gotta gotta be privy. But um yeah, no. I, I what should be happening is in these matches, Shayna should be working overtime while Nia is distracted by water, gravity, Reggie Bechdel, Angel Garza, whatever else, uh, a random wily coyote, whatever comes her way on the outside of the ring. And Slapjack. Gotta get Slap, Slapjack yeah, involved yeah. in this thing. The noted Lothario Slapjack comes Lothario. according. Lothario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. That's, a, that's a nice word. Go over that. Yep. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, suave, uh, suave Slapjack, sending her suave, like a hockey mask suave and roses. Jack, baby. Yeah. Suave I'm Jack. <laughs> Put him in the top. Slapjack. Oh. All right. Next, so, next, next. Next, 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 next. All right. Uh, we had Big E defeat Apollo Crews via disqualification in, in a matching and booking pattern that's just like moving in circles at this point. Yes, out of everybody in this match, who got the most over, Chris? 
Aziz, I guess. Aziz, yes. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I guess. Big guy. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Good God. Sami Zayn? I, yeah, I don't know. Like, a lot, a lot of no, stuff happening. No, we're going to have a four-way here, and Aziz is going to be the guy who... Or we're going to get a ladder match between these four, and Aziz is going to help Apollo win it. Yeah. And then and then Apollo's going to say, I did this by myself, and Aziz is going to give him a look and eventually a spike. I, yeah. 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 We all we all know what's coming in this story, but it's just... I... Yeah, we have. You like pop quizzes? You want pop quiz? Sure. Who who are the Raw Tag Team Champions right now? That would be Omos and AJ Styles, who only appeared on the bump this week. Because I think I think this this is how you know this man's a journalist. Because like I I am a journalist. Yeah, Cody couldn't get this. Yeah, you know, Cody was too busy thinking about anything. Uh, I believe one of them may have had the Rona. Hmm. And I think that's why, and I believe it might have been uh, the one who believes the Earth is flat. Mm, mm. Yeah, it, you're probably not a mask guy. Huh? Probably not. Probably not big on the masks. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not gonna be a shamer if a, for a guy getting Rona. Okay, I'm just not. It's just I think. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, well, you know, I, we make, we make choices. We make choices to keep ourselves safe. Um, yes, so, I agree. Yeah, yeah. So. Next, we had the main event, which was uh, AJ Styles, or I'm sorry, not AJ Styles, uh, Daniel Bryan versus... <laughs> that was a bit shocking. <laughs> Would have been a twist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. AJ Styles <laughs> defeats uh, many things. Um, AJ Styles, or I'm sorry, Daniel Bryan uh, loses to Roman Reigns. That's the end of that. Dude, so- I bet you we go all the way to Survivor Series with these stories. And I bet you we end up, we get AJ with Omos versus Aziz with Apollo in some way. And then we have the two big guys stare down because that's what, because that's Vince will be drooling and unzipping and, like, and all that, that other that stuff. Has, for. We have to be building to that moment, right? Like, and, and like, let's also keep it real. Um, if you've got AJ and Apollo as the two workers on either side of that match, and you build to like Omos and Aziz is like the the twin, you know, the kind of the ooh, what will happen when this happens? Like that actually could potentially be a pretty interesting match. Um, like yeah. AJ, I think AJ and Apollo could actually carry that to a pretty good match. Okay, and then th- that's uh, Biggie with a shout out to Shock G. I was very happy about that. Uh, but yeah, Biggie is the least interesting guy in this four way. Five way, if you count Aziz. I mean, he—that's what shocks me about this. They have done so this, little to rehab solo that character. Push was supposed to help Big E. It's supposed to push him to the main event, is what it was yeah, supposed to no, do. Yeah, no, and like now he's stuck in mid card hell, fighting with Apollo Cruz, uh, who is a placeholder champion. Um, and and when I say placeholder champion, I mean like now that you've got this General Aziz character attached to Apollo Cruz, we are not building Apollo Cruz anymore. We're building General Aziz. Um, it, like mm-hmm. it stopped. And we're gonna and we're about- gonna and and we're gonna use all these other guys to do yep. it. And that's yep. gonna be and it stopped that's being gonna, about and- Apollo Cruz the second it started being about Aziz, which is like in a way really predictable when he went with the Nigerian angle. And like you and I knew that this was like. We we had our own reservations about it for different things, but like one thing I think we were pretty confident on that at the time that has been borne out is that this was going to be a narrative dead end for Apollo Cruz because like once he goes like let's just say hard Nigerian, where does the story go from there? Like there is no like there's no pivot point like there's no hero's journey 
from that, like, as your starting point, like, there's nothing. So all, like, it makes sense that what it ultimately ends up being is a foil for this giant guy that we want to introduce, a la Omos, only on SmackDown. Yeah, here, here's the thing, is that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are bulletproof. They will come out, they will be compelling in whatever they do, they will get over in whatever they do, and they will, they will be pushed to a certain point. Apollo needs this story to be interesting, and this is the end of his story, pretty much, as he's now Nigerian. That's, that's it. That's the story. He's now Nigerian. And Big E is the big loser in this. And Big E can't, it's going to be hard to rebuild him. I can see that they're going to do like a story with Corbin or something to try and do it, but nobody's interested in him being Corbin. Nothing gets you ready for the main event more than a run with Baron Corbin. Uh, Lights the world on Uh, fire. My prediction is by next draft, let's say next draft this happens, I think Big E is back with the New Day. And and they just go on their merry way being this act that's kind of middling. They do a few jokes. They're a little smart alky. They sell merch like a mother. And they had and, their fun and, push four or five years ago, and there was the Kofi thing the one time, and wasn't that neat? No, I, I mean... I think maybe best case scenario is Big E gets put into a main event picture against Roman at some point here and probably doesn't win the title. Well, that was the goal, I thought. That was the goal yeah, no, of this entire now, thing. And, and actually, to that point, it looks like Cesaro is probably taking that slot. Um, yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, it, it looks like that slot, that, that track that probably should have been Big E's um, has been handed to Cesaro. And, I mean, and, the best know, thing you could do for the best, the best thing you could do for Big E probably is put him with Seth Rollins to and give him a win against Seth. Yeah, because that's I think lead I to think that's a good the, match. Yeah, yeah, like that's yeah. a good match. And, the, it's and a, then it's a good solid heel win. Yeah, and the, and then well, no, that's a babyface win. Well, no, Big it's e a win against Seth. the heel is what I'm saying. Like, like okay, a, okay, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. Seth Rollins and, is a and, big and, solid established then, heel. Yeah, and then if people take to that because beating Seth Rollins doesn't have. They own fit used to, but it's still, it's still, he's the, he's the number two heel on the show. I think then you see if he, then you see if the people take to Big E, and then you can put him in a match with Roman and then hopefully build that. But they had been building that Roman big E thing since they brought big E over. And then it just, you know, typical three week Vince getting tired of his toys type of thing. Make me laugh, Biggie. Type a thing goes on. I just yeah. Yeah. Uh, anything no. else? Uh, no, I got nothing. Okay, cool. We'll end it there then. You can follow me at Crap Game Thirteen. You can follow Chris at DWATG. You can just follow the show at Shake Them Ropes. Just gonna try and get the audio correct this week. Uh, we once again like to thank our sponsors, Manscaped. Get twenty percent off plus free shipping with the code Ropes R O P E S. And also MyBookie.ag. Get up to one thousand dollars. Deposit bonus by using that same word ropes, R-O-P-E-S. We are part of the Voices of Wrestling Network on YouTube at Voices of Wrestling. So you can see our pretty faces and see how we troll each other and the looks we give there. Uh, Chris also does other podcasts. He will tell you about them now. Yeah. Uh, Don't Worry About the Government can be found over at Don'tWorry.tv on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Spotify, uh, we've got a, an AV Club episode coming up here in a few weeks on uh, unidentified 
flying objects, which I'm really excited about. Uh, we're we're look, yeah, no, yeah. Hoggins is rolling his eyes. We're talking about baby. We're talking about aliens, baby. Friggin' aliens in a couple of weeks. I'm stoked. It's like episode good. Five. Good luck on those calls, Chris. That's all I'm gonna say. No, it, it's it's gonna be a fun one. I I can't wait. The FBI is gonna come and get me. The, the government's gonna take me away. We're gonna get into the real truth, people. Finally, after all of these years, but we'll also be talking about uh, standard news and politics along the way here. You can find all of that over at don'tworry.tv. And no, I'm not really mad at Chris about the birthday thing. Jeez. Slapjack rules. <laughs>